Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. Really want to see in this year's in in this year's uh, in this year's championship. Do we really want to see these two teams in this year's championship? I think we do because they got to be the best teams in the next, in, in college football. They've been the best teams in college football for the last two years. And Clemson, wow, that defense they have is really, really rolling. But can you deny what Saban's built in Alabama? My goodness, he's 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 built a dynasty. That team is 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 is, is they they're expected to win the championship every year. And uh, we're all looking up to Alabama. Every team in college football is looking up to Alabama. Sad to say, but every team is looking up to Alabama. And hey, Clemson, I have to give them credit. You know, they they're on they're on Alabama's hill. They they defeated um, Florida State this weekend. 59 to 10. Now, if, if that wasn't a beatdown, I don't know what is a beatdown. 59 to 10. And, and you know, a whole lot of people in Tallahassee are, are calling for Willie Taggart's head right now. Give him a chance, people. He's only been there one year at FSU. Come on. Jimbo Fisher ran out of town on you guys. You didn't run him out of town. He ran out of town. So maybe it's something with the people going on or something with the people in Tallahassee. Let's give Willie Taggart a little time. Now, he has been voted one of the most overrated coaches in college football. But let's give Taggart a little, uh, let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. And, uh, and, and, and Clemson, you know, uh, hey, Kelly Bryant left a couple weeks ago. And we all thought that some, I, I thought that maybe they might have some struggles um, with their um, second string quarterback. But, you know, when you hear the stories about this young man, how long he's been around the program, uh, he committed to um, Clemson after his sophomore year. He started every game in, in high school, some 54 games he started in high school. So, you know, this guy is a real deal. So you got to, you got to, I'm beginning to, to, um, to see that, um, hey, um, Clemson saw a little something in, in this in this young man, and they I think they're gonna roll with him. But when we talk about the number three team in college football right now, it's it's Notre Dame, you know. And and Notre Dame they beat Navy forty four twenty two over the weekend. Now, uh, you know that's that's a pretty good win for um, that's that's a that's a good win for for anybody. But I really think that Notre Dame could be a little bit overrated. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I think they could be a little bit overrated. But the number four team in college football this week is Clemson, is LSU. LSU were holding a record of um, seven and one, and um, you know, um, and 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 they play Alabama this Saturday in Death Valley. You know, that's LSU Stadium. So this could be something very, very interesting. You know, the number four team against the number one team. You don't see this very often in, in, in midseason in college football, but we're going to be able to see it this week. Um, so 
that's gonna be that's gonna be something to watch. I think it's gonna be very very interesting to see just what happens in that game. But the number five team is, is Michigan, and Michigan is seven and one. You know they've had some close encounters this year, but uh, but Michigan is, is is holding their own. And and I'm and we have to know that um, Michigan has one of the largest. Um, them and Notre Dame have one of the largest alumni base in the United States. So if Michigan has any chance, any chance of sniffing the college playoffs, they're going to be the team that's going to get in there, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't, don't, let it, don't let nobody fool you. If they're ahead of Oklahoma and it's real close with LSU and Michigan going to the Final Four, you can best believe Michigan will be sliding up in there. Um, it's just that's just how it is. Um, so Michigan, if they continue with a with a under, with a with a a, not, a ten and one record, they're probably going to find themselves uh, playing for um, playing in the college playoffs. Now Oklahoma is is six with a record of seven and one. Georgia beat Florida over the weekend, which was a big game. Um, has a record of um, of seven and one, but Georgia plays probably one of the most exciting teams this year to watch in college football, and that's Kentucky this weekend. And Kentucky has cracked the top ten, and they're in at number ten. And this is the highest Kentucky's been ranked in who knows how long. You know, it's probably been, I don't know how long. But let's talk about Georgia. Georgia beat Florida over the weekend. Um, they're, They're right there in it. Um, Kirby Smart has turned this program around. They, they, they're really playing some, some exciting football. Uh, he opens up the playbook constantly on, on teams. Uh, I like what he's doing there. But they, they have to win out. And the SEC is a tough, tough conference to win out. And when, we, and when we're looking at, uh, at Georgia, you know, Georgia's probably um, not going to be able to win out in that SEC conference. But the number 18, Ohio State, O-H-I-O, Ohio State is number eight. And they have the same record as most of these teams that are not undefeated, a record of seven and one. Now, Ohio State is seven and one. But the big story that's coming out of Ohio, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But um, uh, it's a big story coming out of Ohio right now. We'll talk about that later. But Ohio State is is number eight, and Urban Meyer has his team doing what he's always had, his team playing for the hunt of being in the national championship, of being in the college playoffs in the national championship. UCF is undefeated again. And UCF has this – their strength of schedule is ranked, I think, 113 or something like that. It's just not strong enough to to sustain an opportunity to play for the uh, play for a championship. And they, you know, and this week they play Temple. Um, last week they were open. This week they play Temple. This doesn't help their cause at all. Rank number nine and playing Temple doesn't help their cause at all. Because trust me, if they beat Temple. Um, 48 to, to 3, and Kentucky beats Georgia 
um, 15-14, the same score that they beat Missouri last week, they're going to they're gonna probably pass um, UCF, and that's based on based on the strength of schedule. And, and, and hey, it, it is it is what it is, you know. It, um, so we can't we can't say anything about that. Hey, but let's get into this NFL a little bit. You know, Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, the offense coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. Hugh Jackson, the head coach for the Browns, and Todd Haley, the offense coordinator uh, for the Browns, have both been fired. You know, and 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 you wonder. You know, it's been. This is early in the season, but both of these guys have been fired. And when we look at uh, at at Cleveland record this year, they're two five and one. You know, that's 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 not a great record. And and Coach Jackson is three thirty six and one since he's been been at the Browns. And this is I think his third year at the Browns. So. It's 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 been a really 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 tough time with the Browns, but you know, not to say he inherited a great team, but we have so much parity in the NFL. Teams shouldn't be bad. They just should not be bad teams in the NFL. And 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 right now we're talking about a real bad team with the Cleveland Browns and Coach Hugh Jackson, but. From what we understand, it's been a lot of turmoil in the locker room in Cleveland. You know, him and uh, Todd Haley, they didn't get along. And, you know, when the head coach and offense coordinator can't get along, uh, that's a problem. Todd Haley, it's hard for some of these guys that have had head coaching experience, and they've been head coaches other places. Maybe they think they could do the job better than the head coach where they're at, so they start acting like they could do the job better than the head coach where they're at. So you end up with turmoil in the locker room. You end up with a little bit of what we call backbiting. You know, starts rumors start. Or why is he doing that? Don't tell a man in his face, but you tell another assistant coach. And what the other assistant coach is going to do? He's going back to tell the head coach because he um he really likes the fact that he has an opportunity to uh, maybe move up in the system. So hey, he's always trying to trying to. Tell um tell the head coach little tidbits of what's going on in the locker room so he can move up. But, you know, Hugh Jackson, maybe it's time for him to go. Now the big story that's coming up with the Hugh Jackson being fired, you know, and we gotta know this is a good possibility. Urban Meyer could be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, and you know the job has to be a little bit tempting. Don't get it twisted. Any one of these coaches in college football, when their ideal job comes up, you know, Urban Meyer, he has all this Ohio, Ohio background. He's from that way and everything. But if that job comes to him and they offer him enough money, I think Urban Meyer will be the guy that bite the hook and be reeled in by the Cleveland Browns. And if he is reeled in by the Cleveland Browns, it'll be a good thing for college football for a while because Urban Urban has a little dirt following him right now that he doesn't like, and it's only going to get a little bit thicker if he goes to a championship this year in college football. And when the offseason comes up, 
it's going to be more questions about how he allowed a guy that abused his wife physically and mentally be a part of his staff, and he possibly covered it up. Now, if he goes in the NFL, all of that stuff is behind him. Even if he's in the same state, that stuff is behind him. And, oh, my goodness, if he wins six games in Cleveland next year, Oh, my goodness, he he's the second coming of, oh, who knows what. If he wins six games in Cleveland next year, they'll think they're on their way to the Super Bowl in 2020. And who knows? You know, I said it earlier, it's a lot of parity in the NFL. That's the reason we have so many of these guys getting fired so quickly. And Hugh Jackson is just one of the suspects of this year's firing, and don't be surprised. And we could probably start naming some of the ne- the next candidates to be fired in the NFL this season. But, Hugh, hey, good riddance, man. Take that good money you got in the NFL. Next year you'll probably be a coordinator, maybe back at the Cincinnati Bengals. Who knows? But I'm sure you'll get a job somewhere. I'm not even worried about that. Todd Haley, I'm sure he'll have a job somewhere not even worry about that. But let's think now, will Urban Meyer, will his, his abilities convert over to, over to the NFL? And, I, hey, man, Steve Spurrier, it did not. Um, I, 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 uh, but let's say um, the, um, the, the, um, the Seattle Seahawks coach, it did, and it converted and it, and it converted into a Super Bowl. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we'll have some callers, and we'll talk more about the NBA, NFL, and NCAA football. We'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking public land elk hunting, calling tips, locating the secret spots bulls love, calipers that fill the freezer, ammunition that performs, and more. Joining us is Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group, and Steve West of Steve's Outdoor Adventures. Jim and Trav's Elk Quest 2018 is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's hunt. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? I don't know, man. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, man, man you've had I'm some real ups and downs in this too, season, baby. man. I mean, come on, Ryan Fitzpatrick had the Tampa Bay um, Buccaneers on a real roll. You know, Jameis, went, he, then he had a little roller coaster, went down. Then Jameis Winston came in, and he started acting like he wanted to win some games. But the interceptions with Jameis, man, three games, what, ten interceptions? Yeah. That's just a bit too much, man. Yeah, it's it's, you, it's you know, you can't win. Well, you can't win throwing three interceptions in a game. It's hard to win throwing three interceptions in a game. And um, you know, and then the game, the way that game went down yesterday, uh, Red, when we had Jameis Winston goes out, we put Ryan Fitzpatrick in, and I and think it was late in the third quarter. He brings him back. If he hadn't brought him back like that, it wouldn't look so bad on Jameis. But, I mean, as soon as he went out, man, I mean, if, I feel like if Coach put Fitz in at halftime, I think we win that game. You know, he put him in too late. He let him play half the third quarter, and, and, and I don't know, man. He just shit the bed yesterday. So, I don't so know, you, man. His, so you his saying... career is in, in, in peril right now, man. I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen with him. I mean, after a performance like that, Who's going to want him on trade if they want to make a trade on, on you know, deadline is tomorrow. You know that, right? Yeah, Tuesday. I mean, who's going to want him after a performance like that, you know? You know, Jameis Winston, is, he's still young, though. I, I really think he's still young. He has youth on his side. Now, he, he Jameis Winston, he's made some bad decisions. And we've seen him make some bad decisions for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've seen him make some bad decisions going in public, getting them crabs. We see him make some bad decisions on the campus of Florida State. We see him make some bad decisions in an Uber driver, so they say. So he's, he's, he's made some bad decisions, man. And you got to wonder, where does Tampa Bay stand with Jameis Winston? Do they, do they want to continue to move forward with this guy, give him an extension? Because I think he's... he's, he's uh, He's expected to get an extension at the end of this season on a contract. Yeah, I think about eighteen million dollars. This is a contract year for him. You know, yeah. I mean, and he, yeah. he, he, I don't know, dude. I don't know. He needs the money too, happen. though. Honestly, I don't know, dude. Hey. I really don't know, man. I think if I, you were gonna, we if you were gonna guess, back. I know we need a running back. If we could run the ball a little bit, put a little less pressure on him, you know. But even without that, man, it's. I don't know, man. There's just so much indecision with this dude. You know, inconsistency. You know, I mean, he's shining like diamonds one minute and then just shit the bed, man. I don't, I don't know. Hey, I don't know either. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really don't. You know, don't. when I was in the barbershop, we was in the barbershop talking, and you remember when he was in school, you remember when he was in college, and he would look to the sideline of Jumbo Fisher, he would squint. You mm-hmm. know? 
You remember that? Yes, I do I, remember. I, I, I wonder if something is wrong with his, with his eyesight. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I wonder if something is... You have to wonder everything, man. I'm trying to give this dude every benefit of the doubt because, I mean, it's like I don't understand how how he does so much so well and then turn around and does the opposite. I mean, I mean, the commentator is calling the game. It's like, I don't know what he sees right there. I couldn't see what he was I, seeing on a couple of those interceptions yesterday. Yeah, and you I might be right. Maybe, maybe right he there. does need um, corrective surgery Correct. on his eyes, or maybe he needs to wear contact lenses. Um, you know, and if he does and he doesn't wear them, shame on him. You understand what I'm saying? Really, shame on him. It's not. It's, it's not fair to his team. It's not fair to yeah. the Tampa Bay organization if he needs to have, if, yeah. he, need, if he needs I'm, glasses and and doesn't wear them. But you're right, yeah, and I I'm, said I'm this done for being years. An apologist for the guy. I mean, last week I, I spoke up for him because I mean, I believe if you you ask any quarterback to throw the ball 50 times, he's gonna throw a pick somewhere, somewhere. He threw the ball 52 times last week, and that is just from the lack of having a running game. We we don't have one, you know. So. Well, I mean, no, you don't have a running game, and I, and I, and and, yeah. and, that, and that might and be one of the that things you that ask him to do too much. And when you ask him to do too much, that's what you get. So I mean, he, he I don't, I, I, honestly, I don't. It wouldn't surprise me if they cut him. It wouldn't surprise me at all, man. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm very serious about that, man. You just, you should hear the buzz around here. It's I don't, man, I don't man. know if they're gonna cut him. I tell you this. When uh and and we got to get out of here. We got some other calls online, but but real. That's twenty million dollars for the captain. We don't have to pay him. And then Deshaun Jackson asking for a trade. I mean, I don't. I forget how much money we was owed him this season coming up. But I mean, that's a lot of millions right there. Uh, you take it off the cap. But I mean, what are we gonna do with it? You know, that's the question. When Jameis Winston leaves, um, Dirk Cutter is not far behind him. And like I we were talking, I said earlier in the show, who's going to be the next victim? Hugh Jackson was the first coach to be fired this year, but yeah. it could be Dirk Cutter. He might not be far behind because we know Ryan Fitzpatrick has a tendency to just go in a tank, and and that's that's part of his DNA. That's part of his history. He'll come in and win a couple of beautiful games. But we know that it's just a matter of time before he is before in the, the tank. Yes. And so soon as Jameis Winston, they might cut Jameis Winston and maybe give up on the season. And if they do cut Jameis Winston and give up on this season, um, Dirk Cutter will be – they'll be giving up on him too. They may not – they may let him ride the season out. But he he's on – he's on top. taking in Oakland, but he can do that. He got 100 million, 10 years – 10 years, 100 million? He can do that right now. He ain't worried about nothing. He making all kind of moves, you know, and he ain't worried about nothing, no repercussions from it, you hey, know. But, um, but uh, Red, we got to get you out of here, man, because we got Van on the line, and I know he want to talk about those Jacksonville Jaguars. And trust me, I think the yeah, Jaguars I I love to have James Winston, I catch up last week. <laughs> yeah, man. They yeah, they, they love to have James Winston. We'll holler at you, Red, fired, next time. They fired Tyron Lou too, man. Uh, yeah, two two people, two coaches in Cleveland got the axe, man, yeah, and, 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 and a day after each other. Yeah, yeah, I know a it. Day Look at man. Thanks for having me, man. I call you next week. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Peace. Hey, we got Van on the line. Van, what's going on? Hey, Daryl. Good. How are you doing? 
Hey, man, I'm doing real good, real good. Haven't heard from you in a while. You know, the Jaguars have been been doing that thing. Um, well, I kept, wait, I kept waiting for him to win, so I'd have something positive to talk about. <laughs> yeah, they, they have been struggling lately. And, and um, Blake Bortles seems to be, and then I'm just throwing it out there, you know, he seems to have the same problem that his college has, University of Central Florida. And I really think that Blake Bortles, even though he was a pretty good quarterback coming out of college, he just didn't play any serious competition. He didn't have Oklahoma and Miami and the Gators and FSU and Tennessee, Alabama, Texas. Those people weren't readily available on his schedule every year. So we really saw a good quarterback but we didn't see him play against the top competition in college. And now in the pros, we see some flashes of really good quarterback, but he just doesn't – he's not able to to sustain that. And you just got to wonder, how much longer, just like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how much longer can the Jaguars hang in there with Blake Bortles? Yeah, well, the problem, I think, with uh, Bortles is – He's been here, what, is it four years or five years? And he really hasn't improved that much uh, for one reason or another. They didn't have the players. They didn't have the coach. And uh, I'm a Bortles supporter, but he's, uh, I don't know, I'm starting to reach a point where I think it's time to make a change. Now, some of these guys, you know, you'll never really know how good Bortles is. You could send him to a good team, and he could be a great quarterback. But the uh, Jaguars have gone through so many changes over the years. But this year, I think people expected him to uh, build on how he finished last year in the playoffs, and it hadn't happened. No, it it really hasn't happened, and um, and and some people are still waiting on him to to just turn into this quarterback we thought he was going to be, and it just yeah. it just really hasn't happened. And 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 Blake is. Um, He's entering his fifth year. He came in the league in 2014, and he, and he started every, pretty much every year that he's been with the uh, with the Jaguars. It yeah. just hasn't, you know. He played 14 games his first year, and and, he, and he's played six, he played in 16 games every game every season after that. So he he's had a lot of opportunities to um yeah. to really do some things, and he's had some talent around him too. And and this year with the defense that they have, and last year's defense, it's just it's it's just you know you, you got to feel for that team. Well, the problem is the problem is the defense is spending too much time on the field. You know, the That's, offense is not uh, giving the defense any time to rest. It's three and out. It, it reminds me of the years when they had Leftwich as quarterback. I used to call him three and out Leftwich. You know, yeah. that'd be it, and the defense would be. Far much, far more time on the field than they should. Yeah, you know, and um, and, and when we look at um, at Blake Bortles, um, in in 2014, his his uh, completion percentage was 58 percent. 2015, it was 58.6 percent. Uh, 16, 58 percent. And the last two years, uh, 17 and 8, 17, it was in 2017, it was 60 percent. You know. We we've been complaining about uh, about Cam Newton and his 
completion percentage. This year, his completion percentage is percentage is seventy eight percent, and he's never been below um, I think sixty eight percent, something like that. But this guy Blake Bortles, with those kind of numbers, the Jaguars have to be able, be be ready to just pull a plug on him and and let him let him go on ahead and go down the road because he's. He's only shown us he could be maybe a good backup quarterback for somebody. I'm not sure. Maybe he'll blossom into a really good quarterback because, like you say, you know, maybe somebody else will help him. And we've seen that happen with a yeah. lot of Jacksonville Jaguars players. If he gets with the right team, yeah. I, I say trade him and get whatever you can for him and uh, move on. But you look at some of these young quarterbacks that have come in the league the last couple of years. They come in and these guys are uh, – superstars already. Who is it? Goff on uh, Los Angeles. This guy Mahomes on Kansas City I never even heard of. And the guy's phenomenal. I mean, there are players coming out of college that are NFL-ready, far beyond Bortles. And I love Bortles and all that, but I think it's time to move on. I think it's time to move on. Now, um, Van, before we let you get out of here, man. Oh, I did want to say one other thing. Uh, when you're talking about when you're talking about Urban Meyer, uh-huh. I say send Urban send Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. Oh, uh, you know you know you mean you mean you're not happy with the Jacksonville Jaguars coach? You'd like to see Urban in Jacksonville? Absolutely, I think uh, Shad Khan is the type of guy if he's got, trying to buy Wembley Stadium, which I understand fell through. He strikes me as the type of guy who wants a big name coach and big name quarterback. I think Urban he does Meyer want to be big smart to come to Jacksonville. I don't He's think Urban Meyer wants any part of Florida anymore. Huh? I, I just don't. I don't think Urban Meyer wants any part of the state of Florida anymore. He got some skeletons here too, man, and that's pretty well, much I why know, he's going to be getting out of um, getting out of getting out of Ohio State. The, the skeletons are catching up with him, and Urban Meyer, yeah. he, you know, and Gainesville is not too far from Jacksonville. I just don't see him. I don't see him. Um, Coming back here, I, I could possibly see him going to um, going to um, to, to um, Cleveland to the Browns, and, and I think Jack, I think the Jaguars have to be a little bit content with their their their, uh, their coach. Took them to the playoffs last year, and I think their problem well, is more I think their that, quarterback. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess, but I, this team, uh, they, they're uh, the way they're playing. They're not playing. In other words, I, don't, I think the coach has lost control of the team. Uh, they're dropping th- balls. The quarterback's regressing. The defense isn't playing as well as last year. Teams are running up the middle on them. I mean, it's just what happened, you know. And uh, I think it goes to the very top to the coaching. And I, and I think you're right. And I, when I look at this Jaguar team, I, I do see some a team that doesn't show a lot of discipline and uh, and that that's definitely a factor of the coach. Penalties, and, um, uh, penalties. penalties stupid penalties. Uh, you go right on down the list. This yeah. is a team that's not focused. And this guy Marone, all he does is stand on the sideline. He doesn't show any emotion. They could be beating somebody fifty to nothing. He has the same expression as if they are losing, you know, fifty to nothing. I think you need somebody like the Coughlin, somebody come in there and wake these guys up. I'm not saying bring Coughlin down from upstairs, but uh, 
whatever worked last year, it ain't working now. And from what I can see, it's not going to be working through the rest of the season. I think his team is toast this year. I th- I think you're right. And uh, and, and I, Leonard I, I don't think coming back. Leonard Fournette coming back ain't going to make any difference. They still don't have a line to block for him. And and you know and think and talking about Leonard Fournette, you know Leonard Fournette had a history of injuries in college, and yeah. he he appears to bring that same history um, to the NFL. And he has only played in one game this season, and not very long in that one game that he played yeah, in half a game. Yeah, yeah, and 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 and, well, and that here, was my you know, concern. Now, that was my concern when he came out of college because of all his injuries. Are you willing to put up, you know, invest that much into this guy? Yeah. And, and you know, and, and with Leonard Fournette, we know the injuries came, but we have to almost say that give him, give um, for, um, um, Bortles the same latitude that we want to give um, Jameis Winston. You know, Jameis Winston has no running game with him in uh in in Tampa. Yeah. Even though Carlos Hyde and 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 I think Yeldon have provided a much better running attack than what uh what he has in Tampa. He still has not had his number one running back and um and Leonard Fournette was the number one running back. He made a big difference. He made defenses um game plan for him specifically for right. him. So that means you can't game plan for Bortles. That game plan that they had for for Fournette now is directed all towards Bortles because now he has to have the ball in his hand more. So I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of ladder, a little bit of a a pass, but he still has uh, had Come on, Darryl, you're, you're just being nice. I am. You're just being nice. Yeah, hey, I'm a nice guy. I, I, I know you're getting ready to cut me off, but if you were the uh, head coach of the Jaguars, what would you do to get his team to play better? Is that a fair question? I think this team really has to play better, and I think I think sometimes if you if you start showing the axe around around town, you know maybe maybe that might uh, set a fire under this team. But they look really comfortable in losing the last couple of games, and that's never yeah. never good. Yeah, man, we got to get out of here, man. Love yeah. talking to hey. you. Don't be a stranger. I'll talk to you next week. See it. We appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and hopefully Damon's still on the line with us. And I think Ray's holding on, too. We'll be back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM on voiceamerica.com. Hey, we got um we got Damon on the line. Damon, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Daryl? Man, loving life, man, loving life. You know, um, you know, your boys took a hard one over the weekend, man. I mean, what was it, fifty nine to fourteen or something like that? Yeah, I'm a little upset like that. They ain't have to do it like that, man. I mean, hey, well, yeah, they- yeah. you know, Clemson, Clemson, you know, they 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 like Alabama now. You know what I mean? They if they get you down, they gonna pour it on because they want to try to impress people. They have to impress the. The sports writer, and and I'm not sh- I'm not so sure. It was some time, probably around in the in the uh, early '90s, when Clemson was a a bad team, not a very good team, and Florida State used to just roll on Clemson, man. So, you know, what goes around comes around. Exactly. But um, the the point for defensive guys are like NFL ready right now, and uh, you know. But still, they get they they got after that they 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 got more guys on on board. But they kept they finding the damn old Swimmy's uh, philosophy, and which is a good thing. But you're right. Again, when the second have, string go in, like that. When, when the second string go in, you better play as hard as the first string, and 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 that's what happens, man. And 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 it looked like he did keep his first string in quite a bit, but you know you can't. You can't blame anybody for playing hard. And uh, Florida State, I, it, it, as much as we want to give um, Coach Taggart a pass and um, you know tell him everything's going to be all right, and he we know he has to build a program. I just didn't see this this Jimbo Fisher team being that bad. I, I don't. I, I, and I'm. I, and I'm. I'm gonna ask you straight up. Do you think if Jimbo Fisher was coaching this team? They would have lost to Clemson. Uh, I think fifty nine fourteen. I I don't think so because, like you said, those are his guys. But they, everybody's still trying to learn that that um, I guess his his technology uh, or his transformations for his his new team. But everybody's geared towards uh, different things, and it's hard to learn. I mean, he got he got the athletic. Uh, guys on the team, but they got to learn different philosophy. And uh, uh, he better hurry up. Struggling with. Oh so, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. You know what, though? 
If not, he'll be on the hot seat next year. But, you know, give him one year to, to implement his, his, his plan. Because, you know, as, as everything goes, you, you got to go what's going and then put your plan in slowly. But next year it's all out or nothing. Hey, and, well, I, I, I agree with you. They, they, he, yeah, he He's going to get another year. He, he's he's going to get another year. But um, he, he, they don't necessarily have to because, you know, it's some of them big-time boosters might come up and say, hey, man, we don't like what this brother's doing. We want him out of there. I'm going to pay his salary. Let's get Urban Meyer to come in there. But I, ain't, that, I don't think that's going to happen, really. I, realistically, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I, I, I really think that, um, that um, um, DeAndre Francois, I really think mm-hmm. this this guy. I think we might be seeing the last of him, man. I think he might transfer. You know what though? Um, that would be good on his behalf because, I mean, he's not getting what he's. I mean, he used to having with the blocking, but if it was up to me, I want to pull him. Just give Blackman something uh, to work with because you need to change the pace sometimes. And right now, DeAndre is going on hard. Hey man, you ain't um, lying. Let's let's let me, I'm gonna tell you some stats about him that I think are just this will make you leave campus right here. In 2016, he got sacked 34 times. In 2017, he got sacked only three times. But he also got surgery and he was on crutches for about six or eight months. And he had it took almost a year to recover from a torn ACL or MCL or, or one of them else, he got torn in his knee. And now in 2018, with the big knee brace on, this young man has been sacked 22 times already. Man, that's, that's, that's a lot of sacks. You know, and in eight games, he got 22 sacks already. He's still young, but I understand. You know, he's going to do what he's got to do, but you can only do so much if they're not blocking for you. Now, right now, if it can translate to the pros, I'll put it behind the Dallas Cowboys line. Much as I hate Dallas, they got a good line. <laughs> Bring them oh. to the college level and let him do his thing. He'll shine once again. But, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think he's ready for the pros just yet. But I think he might he might need to transfer somewhere else, man. Take some time off of football for about a year, and then he have maybe two years of eligibility left. And uh, and because he needs he needs a little time off, man. This guy, that's that's a lot of sacks. I mean, that's 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 like uh, fifty eight sacks in three years. And we have some guys that go through an entire season and and, and don't get sacked ten times. And this this guy has already been sacked twenty two times on a bad knee, and it's just it's it's going to be interesting to see if what's going to happen with this whole Florida State team. Uh, I don't think I don't I don't think Francois is going anywhere, but it wouldn't surprise me, and it might I think it might even be a good move for him to to hit hit the road, man. Uh, I just but really you know, do. Though, he's trying to do too much because he's trying to make it for a long time, but you know, uh, if it's not working. I said, I would have pulled him a long time ago so he can get, you know, his head straight. Bring Blackman in and then uh, 
she that's the answer, but he gotta preserve his body. Because if you can't play, you're not good for yourself or the team. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah, you're you're right, Damon. He got he got to preserve his body, and 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 they have to be they have to build some things around him too. That offensive line that he's played with for the last three years has has not been a very good one, and um and it's just you know it, this is just not what we come we come to expect from Florida State and the program. You know, I say that, but at the same time, University of Miami, we don't come to expect what we're seeing from quarterback U. He used to call University of Miami quarterback U. You know, we had Highland Trophy winners coming from the University of Miami at quarterback, had championship pedigree at quarterback, all the way, Jim Kelly, Vinny Testaverde. Come on, man. We've had some serious quarterbacks come through there, and now we we really struggling at that position. And uh, Florida State has had some really good quarterbacks come through there as well. Chris Winkie come to mind, Highland Trophy winner, Charlie Ward, Highland Trophy winner, um, and, 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 you know, Francois, he's not either one of those guys, Charlie Ward or Chris Winkie. And I think that's one of Chris, um, um, uh, Francois' problem is that he is one of his problems is that he, um, he, um, he hold, he, that's one of his problems is that he is not a running quarterback. Hey, Damon, we got to get out of here, man. We got Ray on the line. Hopefully he's still holding on. We'll holler at you, Damon. All right. All right, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, thanks for being a part of the Sports Info UM show on voiceamerica.com. Hey, Ray, what's happening, Ray? Hey, Daryl, good to talk to you. How's it going? Oh, man, doing really good, man. Loving life, man. Thanks for giving me a call. Thanks for holding on. We appreciate you, Ray. Hey, listening to all this talk of the quarterbacks, you know, the, the thing you mentioned about uh, Winston and uh, Bortles, uh, they've started to have some talent put around them but some have been uh, delayed because of injuries and all but you also mentioned uh, Cam Newton you know and Cam Newton had those same sort of passing percentages that these young guys had but now Cam Newton has North Turner there and North Turner has helped him uh, refine his game you know Cam has a lot of natural physical skills, but now he's in a, a system with a quarterback coach, and that helps some of these young quarterbacks, not just an offensive coordinator, but a good quarterback coach. You uh, uh, Golf out there with uh, the Rams, a good quarterback coach. That young guy, uh, when he was at Washington, was the quarterback coach and then the offensive coordinator, and these guys that know how to work with young quarterbacks, uh, with all that talent, you 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 have to put it into a system, uh, and, and maybe not just a system, but put put their heads in into the game where uh, it benefits them. Oh, without without question, you know, without question, and 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 Cam Newton, um, he's he's caught a lot of flat for a long time, and he's never had the kind of weapons to me that Jameis Winston has around him right now. And I'm talking about with Deshaun right. Jackson and, and Mike Evans. And Cam mm-hmm. Newton has 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 you know put his body on the line a whole lot of time. We talk about these run uh, run pass threat quarterbacks. Well Cam Newton has been a, a run pass threat since he's been in the league. And um you know he's he, he's 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 the real deal. And he's been to the Super Bowl. And and yeah. I tell you um don't be surprised 
if this team gets in the playoffs, uh, we know that Carolina keeps a, a solid defense. And uh, and McCafferty, they've they've um, they've changed the way they use him too, though. Um, they seem to be using him a, a, a lot like they used him in college. Now, uh, running running him a little bit between the tackles, throwing him a lot of passes. Uh, I, I I I love Carolina. I love Cam Newton. I think he's a he's a underrated quarterback in this in this league, and he's been the NFL um um NFL MVP. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cam, Cam has Cam has had, had had a good career there, and and hopefully now uh, one of the other things with with Cam, I think that has helped is his maturity, and I think that would help both uh, Jameis and uh, Bortles too. Some of the uh, uh, maturity it would definitely help Jacksonville defense after hearing what some of those guys did over there in London. Yeah, wasn't that ridiculous? Leaving, uh, stepping out on a tab, sixty-one thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars. That's crazy. They must have some good food over there, man. And some real serious drinks for sixty thousand dollars and four people. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know who they were partying with. It, it might have been uh, Prince Harry or somebody, but that, that's uh, a lot of yeah. money for four guys. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. You know, and just think now, if you're going to party with Harry now, you, you would hope that he'd pick up the tab. Come on. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. That's, you know, come on. That's like when me and Vinny Testaverde go out to dinner. You know what I mean? I don't pick up the tab. Vinny picks that up every time, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 When I go down at the Edge Club, I don't pick up no tab when I go to Edge Club, man. Edge take care of that every time. You know, I'm lying, Ray. I'm lying on Vinny and I'm lying on Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the... Yeah, that was a serious tab for Jaguars to uh, set themselves oh, yeah. up. $160,000? Man. And, 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 and so uh, some of these guys, their problem is just maturity. Uh, you... you this is your livelihood, and you got to grow up at some time. That's so true, and uh, and Jameis Winston, he really seriously has to grow up quickly. Um, tomorrow is a trade deadline for the NFL, and don't be surprised if we if we see some real fireworks going down uh, with this trade deadline. And I'm talking about you know people like um, Deshaun Jackson. He asked for a trade from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he might get it, you know. Um, Jameis Winston, he might get cut. Maybe, maybe, and but at the same time, maybe Tampa Bay may think they can get something for him—a fifth-round pick, a first pick four years ago, a fifth-round pick now. Because there is an option for his contract to be picked up at the end of the season. I think he's going to make eighteen million dollars. Are they willing to get, go that route? I'm not so sure. Yeah, and and uh, Jackson leaving uh, Tampa Bay. Uh... He, he's talking about going back to Philly, and he, he, he didn't leave Philly with uh, loving thoughts about uh, the staff there. But uh, it seems like they want him, and, and he wants to go back there. Hey, and, and it's a new coaching staff there, too. Hey, Ray, yeah. we got to get out of here, man. Thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. We always here every Monday night. Thanks for being a part right, of the Thanks. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sports Info UM on voiceamerica.com. We'll be back next week with more sports information.
Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more sports info UM. We'll see you then. Thank you.